Hey, everybody. Welcome to Weekend Kickoff, Letterman Rose Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We are at Urban Meyer's Pint House ahead of a top 10 matchup with Ooh. Indiana. Ooh. Oh, who would ever thought? It just gives you goosebumps to Ooh. think about Ohio State and Indiana, these two traditional powers going at it. Hey, just the fact that they're playing the game is a winch, Lakes. That's but, a win. But we got a top 10 matchup between two undefeated teams. I'm not sure what more we could really ask for. Charge it to winning. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. we have no parents in the stands. We have no fans in the stands. It really doesn't matter because everybody talks about, yeah, we'll line up and play them anywhere in a parking lot. Well, that's exactly what it is. It just so happens to be the parking lot can also sit 100,000 people, and they're going to have to BYOJ, yep. but you really don't have to do that because it's a top 10 matchup, and this is really for the Big Ten East, Bob. It is, and uh, since there's no parents, nobody can be there now. I will be there, I, Bob. Well, I, well, you know what you, they should do? Just make sure everybody's socially distant. You guys can all go up in Morrill and Lincoln Tower, and they can play in the intramural field okay. right there in between. There you go. I yeah. mean, why, why, even, why even worry about opening up the stadium? They can walk out of the locker rooms, march down there, play right in the middle. I believe this is the first time since 1967 that Indiana's played in a top-10 matchup where – they were ranked in the top 10 as well. Yeah. yeah, they played some teams in the top 10, but this is the first time they've been up there as well, not even in the 87-88 seasons with Bill Mallory. This is a good team, man. This is Honestly, this is probably, outside of Wisconsin, the next best team in the Big Ten. Isn't that, it's crazy to that say that. It's crazy. I just can't, I can't get over it. Look, my microphone won't believe it either, Zach. I mean, Excuse me, that refurb. Uh, it's crazy for Bob to say, throw out those facts about top 10 matchup and not think that we're talking about a basketball game, right? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. But, hey, it, Indiana, Tom Allen, what he's done there over the past couple of years, done a great job. His energy, the juice he brings is exactly what Indiana needed. Do I think this is the top 10, top 10 matchup that we all think it, it should be? Do I think an Indiana team is super talented for them to be maybe the second or third best team in the Big Ten? No, but it, it's a weird year, man. It, it goes back to no fans in the stands, no family there. Bring your own juice, right, as well, Shalek says. I mean... The, the no family is what's amazing to me. Yeah. We're talking about like a couple hundred people. 500 people in a 100,000-seat stadium. There's 569,000 square feet inside Ohio Stadium. I couldn't – I could be on my farm socially distant. My kids could be in the house, you know, 100 yards away. That's it, basically what we're talking about. It's now. remarkable. And here's what's crazy. You know, well, you're from Texas. Yes. It's your family. Your dad would fly up and go to the games with 100%. three of us. 100%. You're from Ohio, so it's not the biggest deal in the world. There's people now, like, their parents are going from California. They're coming from Texas. Like, you think they waited till yesterday to buy their plane tickets? Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. You couldn't have at least push this back till next week? Right. But, I mean, what but, are we talking about? But granted, how many families flying in for out of town when they got the schedule said, hey, we got to make it to this Indiana game? Well, if maybe they, had, would, maybe they had young kids, they were coming up for that one. Yeah, good point. The fresh, good the point, freshman sophomores who, parents. <laughs> yeah, but whoever thought that, you know, we are pretty much four weeks into the season and our first top ten matchup is – Versus Indiana, and we already played Penn State. We already played uh, a, a pretty decent Nebraska team. Right. But our first real test of the season, I think, is this week versus Indiana. And it's, and it's not – no disrespect to Indiana, not trying to laugh and things like that, but it's just so crazy for us to kind of – we're talking about that. As yeah. a top-tier matchup, as a, as a game that's going to decide a lot of uh, – has a lot of implications at the end of the season. Yeah, well, so, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, go? I, yeah, well, I think it goes to show – just look at the college football landscape, right? You look at it – 
in a normal year, the top 15 to 20 are really good football teams. I think you look this year, and it's maybe a top four or five, right? And you even look at, you know, six through 10 right now, and you're like, ah, oh, they're top 10 ranked teams, but are they really top 10 ranked teams? You know, this Indiana team, yes, they're, they're top 10 ranked. They are a good football team. They're so much better than what they've, they've always been. They went to double overtime against Penn State, and we see what Penn, who Penn State truly is. Right. They beat a Michigan team that is atrocious. They beat a Rutgers team, and yes, they've gotten stronger, I think, as the weeks have gone by, but man, I just don't think college football this year, the teams are, are, are that great. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I, I look at this from a, different, a bunch of different perspectives. One, I think that Tom Allen has done a phenomenal job. If you look at what this year is, you have Coastal Carolina in the top 25. You got Liberty in the top 25. You got UC. But with Tom Allen, and again, why is UC there? Luke Fickle, 11-2, 11-2. Now he's undefeated. It all goes back to when we talked about this, right? You either grow from it or get, you know, don't go through it, grow from it, right? We yeah. all, we're all in a pandemic. We all have to do the same dadgum thing. But don't get through it, grow from it. And we all knew that it was the teams that handled their offseason the best would have a competitive advantage. Yep. And when you have a guy like Tom Allen, he's talking about breaking through and he's preaching this, and he's developing his guys. It's the teams, I'm telling you guys right now, that took it seriously to go run and do the manual workouts that they had to do in their homes because they were off of campus that when they come back, they can hit the field running. They're already doing all that stuff on Zoom. They were going to have a competitive advantage. That's why you see some of these teams absolutely suck. You guys know it. You guys are in business. You guys have companies that are either sucking or they're dominating right now. And that all stems from leadership and people with a high GSF. That's real. So that's why you're seeing this. And you have these these teams that you wouldn't think that are that, that should should be there, that are there. And it all goes back to how they handle this pandemic and their leadership I think what you're trying to say, Schlegs, is there are some teams that are rowers and some teams that are showers. And some of these teams showed up. You got Penn State. Rowers and showers. They, Penn State. Bam! They were showers. Indiana, yeah. they've been growing. They, yep. they showed up. They won that's that game. Talk, and they've been getting better each and every week. And that's the difference because their guys cared. They have a coach, and you can see it. And you can see the teams that are connected to their coaches. Everybody's played for guys where it's like, yeah. I play hard for you. I don't play hard because you're going to yell at me. Like yeah. I get more, I'm, I'm more afraid of disappointing you because I know how much you care and how much you pour in. And like you see, Tom Allen over there joking with his guys. Like you legitimately like him. You know, they yeah, may yeah. make you laugh and make fun of him. His dancing, all that yeah. stuff. It's all nonsense. But like those dudes, legitimately like him because they know he cares about him yeah. and he's he's genuine. He's honest with them. This year, more than others, and we talked about it on the show here before Ohio State's Week One match against Nebraska. This year, more than others, leadership was going to be huge. And you see which teams have strong leadership in the head coaching position and which player, you know, which teams like uh, playing for their coach. You look up north and Jim Harbaugh, yeah. look, what the, look how those guys are playing. Trying to get those, guys, hey, those guys came out Saturday <laughs> night and they were defeated the first series. And they just didn't want to be there. They don't want to play for their head coach. It's, yeah, like you said, it's a difference. We all was fortunate enough and blessed enough to me, definitely me and you, Zach, having you know, Coach Trussell and Coach Meyer. We believed in the coaching staff and we, uh, we, we practiced what we preached. And yeah. Slago, so you coaching us, I mean, we, we wanted to, to change the – what everybody thought of us at that point when we, when we came, yep. first came in with Coach Meyer and things yep. like that. So um, you can tell us any other teams hit the ground rolling and they believe in their coach and they, I mean, it shows. Yeah. Well, we're already getting a valuable lesson about growing and showing as it relates to football. <laughs> uh, in case anybody forgot, that's, that's Cardale Jones, Bobby yeah. Carpenter, the mountains are blue. Zach Bourne, cool Anthony Schlegel. Thank you. I am Austin Ward. This is the weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling System. So my question to you and Zach, you were, you were getting there first. <laughs> Showers are good. I love you. Do you believe that – 
Indiana is a legitimate threat to the Buckeyes on Saturday? No, I don't. I, uh, do I think they are a top 10 team this year? Yes. Do I think they are a legitimate threat to Ohio State? No. But in my mind, I think there's really only two teams that are a legitimate threat to Ohio State, and that's Alabama and Clemson. And yes, Notre Dame beat Clemson a couple weeks ago. I wasn't here to talk about that. I was too busy. Doing something. Doing something. Chasing alligators. <laughs> yeah, chasing alligators. <laughs> scouting, <laughs> scouting, scouting, yeah. chasing alligators you were right? scouting Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the only teams, I think, that show a legitimate threat to Ohio State. So is Indiana maybe going to give Ohio State a little a little juice in the beginning? Maybe carry it over in the second half, which we haven't really seen this year, and maybe keep Ohio State interested in the second half? Yeah. Yes, they could. Do I think it will happen? No. Well, in the past, I would say this. For Indiana to beat Ohio State, Everything would have to go wrong for Ohio State, and everything would have to go right for Indiana. You know, and you'd have to have Xander Shoffley, not Xander Shoffley, what, Xander, That's a golfer. Xander Diamant. Xander <laughs> yeah. Diamant. Xander Diamant running around. around <laughs> all Xander over the place. He's hitting four irons into If Xander Shoffley uh, you know, was out there, that would be a game changer yeah. for the Xander, Xander Diamant dancing he's around. He's chip shots. The, the model. The model. He, dude, he was looking good. Yeah. And then the running, oh, who's the running back? He's from San Francisco now. He drafted they, the Falcons. Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman running down the sideline. Your boy Tyvis Powell took the worst angle in the history of football. He thought that dude was a normal. Indiana running back. No, no, no. And then he realized Breakaway speed. He dropped that. He dropped it down. <laughs> Whoosh. Right by him. Like, See you this, later. Is, this is really happening. And so, like, in the past, you'd have to have that and Ohio State just melt down in the second half for them to win. This year, like, Indiana, if they play well and Ohio State plays average, it'll be a game. Yeah. Like, they, you have to go out and play really well to be able to dominate like they, like they should. It's not a situation, as Coach Fick used to always say, you can't just roll your helmet out there and they're just going to fall down. Like, yeah. This isn't bowling. Yeah. You've got to show up and they, you've got to play and execute. If you give them a window, you may be down at some point, and this isn't an Indiana team like in the past. These guys believe. If you somehow end up down 10 points in the first half, like you better, you better go into halftime and you better put – be ready for a full 30 minutes in the second half. Yeah, I don't think Indiana have a legit chance to really challenge the Buckeyes. Reason because this week everybody's been talking about what? Indiana, not Ohio State. Right. This is probably one of the first times, especially in Big Ten play, that everyone is talking about the other team when it comes yeah. to playing Ohio State. So the Buckeyes, I'm pretty sure Ryan Day is going to pump that into them guys' head. Like, hey, no, at the end of the day, we steal the Buckeyes. We steal the team to go through. Um, they, we steal the team they have to go through, not the other way around. So I think the Buckeyes. Well, to, to your point, I also think everyone up to this week has been pumping up Ohio State. They've got all this talent. They've got Justin Fields. You know, look at what they can do. And now you see this week, finally, Joel Klatt coming out and saying, I don't think this Ohio State team's as good as last year's team. You finally see some people starting to doubt Ohio State in the media. And you also see, you know, all these people talking about how good Indiana is and how they can finally challenge this Ohio State football team. Listen, as players, we listen. We, we see yeah. that stuff, right? A lot of people say, oh, you know, we, we don't look at that. We don't listen to uh, bring the juice at 97.1 in the morning, right? We don't, <laughs> sure? we don't watch ESPN, right? As players, you do. You listen to those talk shows. Yeah. You watch, you know, ESPN and Sports Center at night. It's on in the facility when we're eating at night. So they see what other people are, are saying about them, and they want to change those perceptions. And I'm with Bob on this. I think they are a legitimate threat, and here's why. They have 12 sacks on the year. Yeah. Right. All the sacks that we've given up, which are seven, have all been in the interior part of our offensive line. They blitz a lot. They've created 12 turnovers. That is a lot. And though you have a quarterback in Justin Fields who's completing almost 87% of his passes, has 11 touchdowns through the air, they're going to blitz him. Can we handle that? Right. Then you go look at 
what Rutgers was able to do on our special teams. That was our very last game. So all those things that we would have been able to see progress by playing Maryland, we didn't get that opportunity. So then you look at that factor. They're going to give their very best shot to Ohio State. If Ohio State doesn't play at the level of which they can, and that's the thing, the level which they can, and have a complete game, that means the defense playing well in the second half and don't allow them to be playing catch-up versus Indiana. They have an opportunity here. That's well, why it is a game. Yeah, but, but here's where I disagree a little bit. Because over the last 10 years, when Ohio State You were has, beating has, down Indiana no, before I, Michigan. You said I, they don't I, stand a chance. No, this I, they, is they Indiana. No, 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 no. I know. But they they, no, 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 I know. This is what I'm saying. As we've seen over the last 10 years, and Ohio State has become who Ohio State is, right? Maybe even caught the last 15 years. The teams that can play with Ohio State and actually can pull off the upsets are teams that have great defensive lines and have great offense lines are able to run the football. Those two recipes have always been able to defeat, not always, but they have to have those things in order to beat Ohio State. This defensive line that Indiana has is not great. Schlegs touched on it. The reason why they've got so many sacks and bring pressure is because they blitz. It's not from four guys with their hands in the dirt bringing pressure you know, to, on the offense line. The offense line for Indiana... Not great. The reason why they've been so successful is because Pinnock can throw the ball and they've got a great short passing game and they've been able to take some shots down the field and complete some big plays. They're not running the football. They cannot do that. They are not strong on the offense line, defense line, and they're not strong in the running game. You have to have all those things to beat Ohio State. Yeah. It's, they, all those things have to be hidden on all cylinders, and Indiana doesn't have you, that. You're, you're correct in saying that. I think their offensive line is good enough. I don't know if they're, they're not a dominant. Ohio State will have the, the advantage. Yeah. D-line versus O-line. And the Ohio State's offensive line is superior to Indiana's defensive line. But here's the difference. They bring pressure from all over the place. They do. And they, when you have second guys in the secondary, like Mullins who have two and a half sacks, because like, you're bringing dudes all the time, like, yep. that's on the quarterback. Now Justin's second-year starter, so he should be able to handle that. But you have some young offensive linemen up there. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, you know, like, they've got a slide and kick. You can turn guys free. And then they have you know Trey Sermon. Who's, a, who's new to this se- scheme. He's played a lot, but he's new to this scheme. Right. And then you also have Master Teague, who, you know, his first full year as a starter. So it's not like you have a guy back there like J.K. Dobbins, who, you know, is a willing and able blocker. Yeah. I think Master Teague is, but just being able to identify, they show you one thing and bring it from over here, and you've got to be able to redirect in a hurry. And Justin has held the ball a little bit. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things. And he's been able to do that. He's a big, strong, athletic guy. I think we'll see him run the ball a little bit more. He usually doesn't do it until he really needs to in big games. I think we'll see him pull it down, and if he can rip one for 20, he'll go for it. So here's the one thing with playing teams that blitz a lot, and Cardell knows this, right? Coach Meyer is known for this, and Ryan Day has picked this up. We haven't seen Justin Fields really run the football this year, and he's going to run. And against teams that used to blitz us all the time when Coach Meyer was here, and I know it happened last year with Ryan Day, you check it at the line, and we're running speed option into it, right? Exactly. Those guys see it. They see it coming. Guess what? As soon as they see pressure coming from, coming from the second level, guess what? They're calling speed option into it. You option the blitzer, and next you know you're going to see those guys bust some big ones because the guys are playing uh, a man coverage. It's game over, right? Especially when you have Justin Fields athletically running the football. You will see him, especially early on in the game this week, Run the football more, and Indiana's not going to be able to press and keep on bringing the pressure like they have been. For sure, but another thing I think about when you as a defense coordinator, okay, I want to send some pressure at this quarterback because I want to get this guy off his spot. I want to get him out of his rhythm. But also, you got to think about the two potential All-American wide receivers you got. Now you're leaving them guys on islands, potentially. Yep. 
It's like pick your poison. Do you try to force him to get this ball out of his hands where he can get one-on-one -on -one matchups with some of these top receivers? Or if he just dink and dodge? Indiana don't have the, the talent and don't have the players to be able to handle these guys in open space if yeah. Justin's just getting the ball out of his hands to his high routes or whatever it may be. Well, here's the, here's the thing, though. You're not going to be able to do that if you continue to do what Ohio State did the previous game, which was get behind the sticks from self-inflicted penalties. Oh, yeah. yeah. That you cannot no have in a big-time game like this. With a defense that brings pressure, you cannot go from first and 10, picking up eight, to first and 20. Yeah. You cannot get behind the sticks. Though we have the teams that we played, we could do that because they don't have the talent. But with every opportunity that you have to get eight yards or a first down, you can't get those called back and shoot yourself in the foot or it will be a long night for the Buckeyes. The crazy part is that we're still only talking about game number four for the Buckeyes and Thanksgiving is next week. So I know everyone out there is focused on making sure they have everything ready for their tur turkey dinner. But what about your furnace? Are you sure it's ready? Whether it's just a quick fix or you need a whole new system, Federal Elite Heating and Cooling, your factory authorized Bryant dealer will do whatever it takes to make sure you and your family stay comfortable all winter long. Schedule your appointment today before it gets too old. Too cold, not old, at federalheating.com. Bryant or and Federal Elite. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Either way. You don't want if your, it's cold or it's old, let's go. You don't want your heating and cooling system to get too old, especially before it gets cold. No, that's right. So Bryant and Federal Elite doing whatever it takes. <laughs> All right. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. There's not a game last week, so we don't get to say who the players of the week were. Instead, I want to know who you guys need to see shine on Saturday for the Buckeyes or step up. I asked Schlegs this that way on Monday. And he didn't really like the, the way I phrased it. So I, somebody even, that you, I can't even remember Monday. All right, well, it, was, <laughs> it was three days ago. <laughs> okay. We were at Roosters. Yeah. And you were talking about Mac and cheese bites. probably 25 different guys that needed to step exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> so like, that's what I do. So, Name them all. So, so <laughs> do you want to pick one or do you yeah, want to go one. last? All right. Brian Harry Miller. Cooling, whatever it takes. Harry Miller. There we Harry go. Harry Miller. Why? Because I think that if, if they can mesh well, why Davis... Josh Myers, Harry Miller, steps up, doesn't have three holding penalties, is able to pick up that blitz because he's the youngest guy on that offensive line. They're going to have an opportunity to run the football. I think our backs are capable, but they have it's that mesh point. It's, it's how they come off the ball and get to the second level. So once they're able to do that, protect Justin Fields and run the football, Harry Miller, that's my guy. I've got two, and the first one's kind of cheating, but I'm going to say the whole team. Right? Oh be, 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 no, that's no, no, a Schlegs no, no. answer, no, that, Well, you was here last week, I guess. The only reason why I say the, the whole team, and I'm not going to give a long explanation, but it's they haven't put a full game together, right? How many times do they come out in the first half, dominate, and come out in the second half, and it's like they're sleepwalking, right? I think this year or this week, more than most, the national spotlight's on them. People are starting to doubt them. They need to put together a, a full game of 60 minutes and come out and really show what this Ohio State team's about. So like, I know show. we're on the same page. <laughs> the, the guy that I'm really looking at is Sean Wade, right? This is a guy who's going to be a first-round draft pick. He's a guy who came back. You know, so many people were expecting so many big things from him. And I'm not saying he's playing bad, but he hasn't played like a top-10 NFL draft pick, right? Yeah. So it almost looks sometimes he's disinterested, which I realize when, you know, when you're playing in an empty stadium and you're up by 21 points, sometimes it's hard to stay in the action. But Sean Wade, man, this team likes to throw the football. They're going to throw short passes, Coach Combs and that defense staff is going to ask you to play man-on-man, -man, one one-on-one coverage against their best guy all day long. Shut them down. Show out. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Real, I'm going I'm to push back a little bit on disinterested. And I'm going to say that sometimes I think that Sean is trying to make the big play yeah. as opposed to Fair making enough. the play. 
right? I don't have to go up and get a pick to stop the guy. A PBU is good enough, right? Just like we all have gone through that. When you tackle people, there's a time to absolutely knock somebody's junk in the dirt, and there's a time just to get the dude on the ground. Yep. And I think he just has to learn to play within himself and just to do his job and not do too much, Bob. No, that's how I was going to go where Zach was. Because I think if you look at this Indiana team, like they're not, they, they're not going to be able to win just by you know, dinking and dunking down the field, by establishing a running game and grinding it. When you're, when you're a team that is not as talented, you have to rely on explosive plays. The longer the drive, the greater the odds are against you that something bad is going to happen. You're going to finally get into a third and eight. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to be sitting there in a second and 15. It's going to be hard for you to convert. And so, you know, whether it's Sean Wade, you know, Seven Banks, you know, Marcus Williams, like these guys have got to step up on the perimeter because Fry Fogel and company, like those dudes are good. Right. Like they're big. If you ever, I mean, if you've seen them, like they're rocked up. They're big physical receivers, and they don't necessarily need to get a lot of separation. They will, they will Michael Thomas you. They will win yeah. in contested ball situations. And so whether it's Sean, you know, who had some troubles with Dotson at Penn State, yeah. like you've got to step up and you have to make plays. They'll be yeah. able to get some pressure, but they cannot afford to be giving up chunk plays down the field. Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm to rewind a little bit and go with my player of the game from last week, and I'm going to go with Coach Day just because he kept them guys in the same yeah. weekly routine when it comes to being in game, even though, they, even though uh, Maryland forfeited. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say the guy who needs to step up, I'm going to say Teague. I'm, I'm expecting him to take majority of the snaps this week, definitely dealing with a lot of pressure, definitely doing a lot of blitzes. So they come uh, out the secondary with Indiana, and he's been in the system longer. So I think they're going to put more responsibility on him, not just running the ball, but protecting Justin. Mm. The, one, the one silver lining, we talked about this last week, you don't have a game. Obviously, you know, the Big Ten, they may end up changing it depending on who's eligible and who's not. Right. You know, but you don't have a lot of leeway to miss more than two games. But the fact that you were going to come into this game 100% healthy, unless there was a COVID issue, yep. but you were going to come in healthy. Where you look at Indiana, they're battling some injuries now. You know, they've got Cam Jones. They've got some guys that are hurt and nicked up that are, that are real players for them that they need to have out there. So at least that's one thing they don't have to worry about. Yeah, Ohio State didn't, didn't suffer any injuries last week at Maryland because they didn't play. They didn't have any in practice that uh, we know of at this point. So the only guys that you're really looking for are waiting. You know, Jake Hausman missed the game two weeks ago. Uh, he'll be back at some point. Legend Cavazos, we were talking about trying to fill out the secondary. Uh, he hasn't played yet this season. He could be back this week. But really, they've been extremely healthy. The most notable... Uh, injury really holding out now is Blake Hobula at kicker. So I don't know how I know how you four feel about the, those special guys on special teams. How do you get hurt as a kicker? What do you do? What do you do? You can cuss. You can cuss. Yeah. <laughs> out there hitting. Hey, I love the specialists, man. Those guys are jokesters. I yeah. why you they got plenty of time. They're never tired and have plenty of time. Oh my god! That's they can right. bottle flip. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought we'd say. All right, we're going to take a break here on weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating Cooling Systems. We'll be right back with you here at Urban Myers Pine House. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break here to, to deal with a very special segment here. Steve Richards from Federal uh, Heating and Cooling, the man with the red jacket. Thanks for joining us. Tell me about the wardrobe first of all. Oh well, one of the things being a Bryant dealer. They require us to do a lot of uh, uh, testing and uh, a lot of things the factory requires us to do. And uh, when we fulfill them, the, the national board uh, reviews the scorecard we have. And um, it's a national event held in Indianapolis once a year. And uh, a board of directors selects from the committee, yeah. the committee of uh, people that have participated in the program there's 15,000 Bryant dealers across North America, and only 20 get selected. Oh wow! For the Medal of Excellence, and uh, 
So it's a it's a really honor to be able to get that award. And uh, one of the things you earn is the red jacket. Okay. And uh, it, it's just a. So that tells me that uh, you're in good hands with Federal Elite right there, right? In Central Ohio, you got one of the rare, you know, elite companies here. Yes, that's that's part of the program, and it's it's a it's really hard to do. We haven't gotten it every year or anything like that. We, we try, but uh, yeah. uh, so to succeed at getting earning that. And there's several dealers in Central Ohio that have earned it, and uh, you know they should be recognized as that. Well, that's awesome, and uh, and you guys, you can service, you can take that elite level for anybody at, at, at every budget. That's what I think right. is really cool, and pretty much so where where can they go and what can you get uh, at that all those different budget levels around here? Well, we hit, we try to you know when people call us, they're asking for help, and that's what we're in the business for is helping people. You know, we deal with people that have all different kinds of budgets and. Uh, one of the things we try to address, you know, different different levels of that, and um, we have basically equipment that people can afford on any budget. Uh, one of the things we have right now going on is a $69 a month furnace. I mean, you know, that we feel that's fairly right. affordable for most people. You know, you have an old furnace that needs replaced. Uh, 69 bucks, hey, I could probably swing that, you know. <laughs> um, and then we have, you know, other options for people too. Um, we have 0% financing for up to 60 months uh, for our customers, and that helps uh, let them, you know, stretch your money out a little farther. So uh, you guys can find that, by the way, at federalheating.com. I'm trying to learn every week with Bryant Heating and Cooley coming out, and you guys all hanging out with us. Like, is a year like this where you're still, you might turn on the air conditioner in November and go back and forth? Like, is that going to wear out heating and cooling units if you're going back and forth? Or? No, not really. Okay. I mean, if, if your unit's working correctly, you've had it serviced, over, you know, uh, twice a year, it, should, it shouldn't have any problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm trying to learn. Who you got on Saturday? We got this undefeated showdown, Ohio State and Indiana. I think I know where the answer is, but what do you, got, what do you expect on Saturday? I say I'm taking Ohio State by 15. 15? Yep. All right. Well, we got that down. That's Steve Rich. Federal Elite Heating, uh, Federal Elite, federalheating.com is the website, but check them out. Uh, they've got you covered on every budget. They've got the red coat, so you know that you're in good hands. Steve, thanks for joining us, man. All right. Thank you, Austin. Sure. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Federal Elite Heating and Cooling. Find them at federalheating.com. All right, welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. It's time for the best segment of the week. It's the Silver Bullet Pick segment, brought to you by Coors Light. We're going to get right into it. Bobby's going to crush more of those seltzers, his favorite. Well, I wish I had more, one for every win I had last week, wow. four or five. I was Bob, four. it's the first time you've been tied for the lead ever in a week. And it's a rollover game, so we all owe 40 bucks. Accurate. Let's not forget that. I don't think that's accurate, but Bobby sure. still owes Zach 20 from the you only do. time there was a winner. You still owe me 20 bucks, Bob. As soon as he so, walked in, he brought it up, so I had to throw it out there on the show. <laughs> it's, that's a lot of seltzers right there. That is. That's a lot of <laughs> seltzers. <laughs> all right, so, Let's dig into it. It's a Big Ten only slate. Again, there was a cancellation, if you can believe that, Schlegs, that Maryland is not playing again. What was the what was the whole tally? Is it still eight? They, they don't they don't tell anything. There's no transparency in the no. Big Ten. Shocker. Yeah, uh, unfortunate. 
I just thought I'd get you worked up about it, but you just you seem to have checked out on Maryland. You gotta, you gotta fluff him up on this a little bit. <laughs> you know how you feel I about Maryland. I need more fluffing. All right. Well, you can show me later. Um, so <laughs> Purdue, three-point favorite at Minnesota, which has been an absolute uh, dumpster fire so far. Whoa. When our lights go out. Lights so much Action. So much juice for that one. Can we, can we get back under the lights? We can talk through it. There yep, it is. There we go. Cardale. Purdue, three-point favorite at Minnesota. I got Purdue. I'm sorry Minnesota has been a disappointment this year for me personally when it comes to covering. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to take Purdue. I'm going to go against my gut and take Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, Purdue was playing for the Big Ten West uh, title last week against Northwestern. And yep. It didn't look bad. I mean, Northwestern ultimately wins the game, but Purdue's well coached. Brom's doing a good job, battled through COVID, doing okay over there. It's been impressive. So I've, I've got to lay the points right there. Mm. Purdue, minus three. I am going Purdue as well. Purdue is one of those teams, though, that plays down their competition. You saw what they did um, against Illinois at Illinois. Kind of, you know, single-digit win for them. Man, just they're not rowing the boat up, up in Minnesota. That boat froze legs, and they're trying to battle. <laughs> There's holes in that boat. Hey, man, that thing is sinking. Oh, oh there That go. thing is sinking. It's, uh, yeah. The seals are broken on the boat. Yeah, I'm going Purdue. That's bumpy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ken. Can uh, Minnesota stop O'Connell and can Purdue stop Ibrahim? Like, that's really what this comes down to. And I'm just not sold at all on Minnesota. Are they still playing for P.J. Fleck? Is, is that wow. I didn't, I'm not even moving. I'm sorry. Is that mantra rowing? I'm going to start moving my head. Yeah, okay, Purdue by three. Go ahead. <laughs> you have so, so much, we all choose Purdue. You have so much juice this week, Shalane. I know. I'm, ju- I'm juiced out of my mind. I'm making stuff mess up here. I don't know. Is this, a, is this your head? No, I think you're okay. All right, good. Yeah, you're good. I don't know what happened about that. But uh, Purdue, I can't believe what they've done without Rondale Moore. Been impressive. Yep. Uh, oh, the guys been, stepped up, man. That's part of the deal. That part has been as, more, as impressive as Minnesota has been bad. So I'll take Purdue. So we all pick Purdue. Oh, we're all on it. Another, um, I don't know, intriguing opportunity for winless Penn State. They're at home, and mm. Iowa is a road favorite over the Nittany Lions. Iowa, two-and-a-half-point favorite against hapless James Franklin. Cardell, you want to lead the way? I'll take it again. I got Iowa. Okay. I got Iowa. Them guys are, uh, them guys are planning. They got the NFL mentality. They're planning vacation, get ready for spring break. They hoping, yeah, they hoping COVID is lifted and all the travel bans are lifted for spring break of 2021. So I got Iowa. How weird is this to look at Penn State at 0-4? Oh. I mean, it's, well, it's tough. And it's this bad. tough. This I, is what you worry about when you're used to being really good and then all of a sudden you have a season where you're this bad. I know it's a weird year. But still, the wins, the losses and wins, like, they still impact you the same. Yeah. And so those guys, like you said, you know, they're playing on vacations right now. Like, you keep your, they're leaving their car running in the parking lot during games. And no that's, that's the reality. And so Iowa, they've been a little bipolar this year, looked really good at times, not looked so good. But I, I had a coach tell me one time, Paul Pascalone, who actually played at Penn State, head coach of Syracuse for a long time, said there's nothing worse than being in a game and not being able to stop the run. I don't think Penn State's going to be able to stop the run. I don't think they're going to be able to handle this. Yeah. And I look for them to – I would line up and just pound Penn State <laughs> up and down the field. I well, these that. two guys are going to make some good picks after those uh, little back pats there from Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah, goodness. I know. Uh, at what point is Coach Franklin coaching for his job, right? I mean, you're on for – I realize it's a, it's a different year. But at some point, he's got to be coaching for his job, right? It's not acceptable for Penn State to n- go winless, right? I mean, come on. There's got to be some pressure. I, I 
I don't know if it's this week. I don't know if it's the next week. Uh, this is probably, in my mind, one of the hardest games to pick this week. But in saying that, man, Penn State showed like they had a little bit of juice against Nebraska. And Maybe just... they're turning it around. Maybe the offense is starting to click a little bit. And it just went... <laughs> I'm going Penn State plus two. Woo! Oh, it's plus three. Or no, it's plus two. Two and, two. and a half. Oh, two, and half. two and a half. The hook. Yeah, yeah the hook. I'm All going right. Penn State plus two and a half. All right, I'll go with Iowa, and really it's can Petrus not turn the ball over because they're going to want to run the football. If he doesn't turn the ball over, they can win this game. If he does, Penn State has an opportunity, but I'll go with Iowa on the road. I don't like to uh, wager any money on James Franklin because he is prone to throwing it away in the strangest fashion. But I think they finally figured out they had the wrong quarterback on the field last week. Yes. And that might be the difference this week. So I don't know why. I just I have this feeling that that's going to shake them out of it. Penn State's going to score enough points to finally break through. They're not. So gonna, you think they'll transition from a shower to a grower? I think they might yeah. show some growth this week. Everybody I has like a that. choice. Yeah. So I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm gonna take Penn State, but I don't feel very good about it. I'm going to do it anyway, so I'm going to ride with Zach. Uh, all right. Literally Was- and figuratively. Got it. We're riding. Gotcha. We'll go anywhere. Wisconsin at Northwestern. So we've got who? The West Division de facto championship now. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by seven and a half on the road against Northwestern, which has been pretty gritty. I don't know. Who wants to take the first stab at this one? This is a big ball game. This is. You got a freshman, the first one. <laughs> freshman quarterback in Graham Mertz. Young dude. They've missed a ton of games. You have a very limited sample size. They've looked good. They came out there. They came out and straight smacked Michigan last week. Oh, I man. Mean, people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're worried they might be rusty. Rusty? Oh, I mean, they knocked my that goodness. rust off right when they got the plane. Dude, they, <laughs> they were, they've been spraying down with WD-40. They were fully lubed and ready to go, Schlags. Yes, they were. And they stroked it to Michigan the entire game. Yeah. It wasn't even close. <laughs> and so now they've got that under their belt. They're confident. Their young quarterback's playing well. Northwestern, though, man, this is another situation. It's a little like Tom Allen. Like, those dudes love Pat Fitzgerald. They play really hard for him. They're a disciplined football team. Smart yeah, they're, guys. They're, not, they're smart guys. Smart guys. And you only say that we laugh about it, but, like, teams that don't beat themselves. Like, there's, yeah. something, there's something to that. They don't put themselves in adverse situations. I don't like the hook on the end of that. The half kind of yeah. scares me a little. I think ultimately it's probably a 10-point win for Wisconsin. Lubed, stroked, and under the belt. That was a Bobby Carpenter trifecta. That's right the there. special right there. That's the All Bob special. All in one. I got, hey, um, that's why Bob's got like six kids running around, you well, know? He's, he's <laughs> an expert. <laughs> yeah. He's an expert. Um, I agree with everything Bob said. I think, yes, Northwestern loves playing for Pat Fitzgerald. Yes, Northwestern's offense is so much more dynamic than it's been so in, in the past years, right? But... Northwestern this year more than others has been trying to run the football with Bowser. That's how they've been successful. Being able to run the football first and then open it up and Ramsey being able to make some throws. Ramsey's nothing special, but if people start crowding the box with Bowser being able to run the football, he can make the easy throws. Wisconsin won't let them run the football. They're just, they can't hang with them up front. So there's no way Nathan Ramsey comes out and wins this game. They're just not dynamic enough. Well, Nathan's brother, Peyton. Yeah. Oh, Peyton Ramsey. My bad. That's yeah. Right. What, what was his Nathan point Ramsey? is either, either yeah. one won't. Either, either one. one. Yeah. Is it either Patrick, one. Is it Patrick yeah. Ramsey? No, Peyton. Peyton, Peyton, <laughs> oh, Peyton. Ramsey. Yeah. I'm thinking of Patrick that's, Ramsey. That's the third brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, I know. So um, <laughs> Don't get him flustered. He had a point. No, I know. And, and Wisconsin's offense, man, they've played two games so far this year, putting up a ton of points. They're just – 
it's they're overmatched. I actually think if they have a quarterback that's uh, good. It, no, I know. I think if the spread was probably 16 and a half, I'd probably still take Wisconsin because I it's think gross. it's probably going to be a 17 21 point Ooh. victory. So I'm going Wisconsin. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking all about can they run the football? I don't know. You know, don't turn the ball over. I'll, I will do this. I a lot of people don't know this, but they're they had a former strength coach who's the head strength coach at um, Eastern Illinois who went down there because they had a coach on their staff got the head job. He passed away. He was 30 years old. His name's Joe Roscoe. He was Great dude. he was a phenomenal dude. You, yep. Peters knows him yep. really well. You probably met him. He is a guy like I've been saying. If you're juices, you're useless for a long time. He is he. That, that's what Joe said. Like he is a juice bringer. He had a ton of passion for coaching his guys, and he, he recently passed away this week. And those dudes on that team absolutely loved Joe. I think they're going to be inspired if they can come out and hang with them. I think they have an opportunity. But they're a disciplined team. They have veterans on the defensive side of the football. For Mertz, they have a really, I think, all-senior linebacking core. So I'm going to go, because it's 7.5, I'm going to go with Northwestern. Yeah, don't ever underestimate the power of emotion in football. Like, it is a very, very real and powerful thing. That, that's, that's why I don't, I don't like this game. I would, not, I would not pick this if I had a choice. Go ahead, I, well, sir. I don't like it as well, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin because I think they still fired up. They got a lot to prove, and they're trying to make a bid at the end of the season that they should have some type of stake if they – Ironically, beat Ohio State in a Big Ten championship game, where it may be, to have a push for the college football playoff. So I got Wisconsin. I feel like every time Wisconsin builds to this, they're talked about as a playoff contender. They there's one game against a West team that trips them up, where they lose their focus because they play because they play such an ugly style. Now, part of this, part of the counter to that, Bob, is what you're talking about with Mertz, like that you actually have a way to stretch the field, but against a team that can play such. Play some solid defense, and I think we'll get some pressure. You know, I think Northwestern might win this game outright, but I'm certainly going to take seven and a half. Ooh. So we talked about this, the growers and the showers, and Wisconsin's been a team that's a little, been a little bit of both. They show up, and they usually get better throughout the season. The problem is you watch Ohio State, and they have a nice linear tra- trajectory. They're usually playing, hopefully, the best ball in the Big Ten Championship, and they don't, outside of 2015, don't get caught up in a game or two before right where they need to be. And so the problem is, I think Wisconsin, like you said, they're a little premature, might prematurely climax during the season to where they're not ready to go at the end. And they, they see it right there, boom, and they fall off, and they're not ready to go, and they don't make it to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, then you're just going to have to get ready for, for round two. I mean, you can still win the West that way, but we'll see what happens there. I'm taking Northwestern. Uh, a huge Rutgers. One. I can't. Oh, Rutgers. The, come on. I don't even Rutgers. get to talk about it. Rutgers. I was wondering if Cardale might – Change his betting strategy this Rutgers. week with Michigan, ten and a half point favorites at Gosh. Rutgers. Rutgers by twenty. This would be huge for Greg Schiano. <laughs> yes, this would be, this would be a pro- This would be a program changing win for them. Even though Michigan is bad, like that doesn't matter. Rutgers by twenty. Well, let me by ask. 20. Let me ask you guys this. Like, <laughs> you could probably get mass. I mean, bet a hundred to win ten grand on that. Are you? Are you for? enjoying the struggles of Michigan or as much respect as you've all had for the rivalry, it's, does it make you, does it bother you at all? I, I, at this point, like, it's, it's depressing. Like, watching yep. Indiana go out there, Penn State beating them, like, I don't call it fluky, but they had some breaks. It's a 50-50 play at the end yeah. of the game. Penn State turned it over, like, all right, you can handle that. And you still thought Penn State was a good team. I think that kind of broke them a little bit. But Michigan going out, like, Indiana just dominating them up and down the field. Michigan State dominating them. You're like, oh, maybe Michigan State's good. Nope, not good at all. No. They're not a good team either, and they beat you <laughs> handily. Right. Like, that, that is not good. It's not good because regardless of how much we think, like, numbers beside the names matter, 
then Dane matters too. Like Indiana's ranked ninth or tenth. Ninth? Ninth. 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 Ohio State beats them by two scores. They're falling to like 18. If that was Michigan, they're falling to like 14. Just because of the just because they've got the wingtip helmet. Yeah. Like so that that's that's the difference. And gosh, it's been so stinking long since they've been like elite relevant at an elite level. They've been close, but they just can't get there. And I and that's what Jim Harbaugh he he brought him back to being really good. Brought him back to being really good. And he just they haven't been able to get there. And now it seems like all of a sudden they hit the ceiling and they bounced off of it and they're on their way down. I, I, don't, I can't believe I would actually do this. Uh-oh. Even with 10 and a half. You're right. I mean, can I see, like, Michigan beating them 24 to 14? I, I, I'm worried Greg Shiano dumped out all his tricks against Ohio State. <laughs> if there's no anything left in that bag, yeah. anything left, he's spilling it out. I'm going to take Rutgers in the points. Mm. Oh. Uh, back to Bob's point. It's sad. It, it, it truly is sad, right? And we've talked about this multiple times on the show, and now that we're not – in interviews and we actually give uh, our, our real yeah. opinion on things, right? It sucks going out and playing Illinois, Purdue, and in those games where it's noon, it's just not fun, right? As a player, you want to play the big games. You want to go out and you want there to be trash talking before a game. Let's be honest, you can't run onto the field at the 50-yard line and have a uh, trash talking <laughs> battle with Purdue or Northwestern, right? It just can't happen, right? You want the juices flowing. You want to wake up at 6 a.m. in that hotel and the juices just flowing and, and you know, that music in your headphones and you are just, you, your veins are popping out, right? You're just ready to go. When a team comes in with Real a... Real <laughs> When a team's coming in with a 1-6 record... It's hard. You want Michigan to be really good. You want them to be great, right? Were, were you the? But, was it 2010? When was that? Rich Rod's last year. Yes. When, when they got housed. Yes. They got and like, housed. I was yeah, on the sideline. I was playing for the Lions, yeah. so I was able to come back. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching this. People are leaving. Like never yeah, in a million years. Never yeah. in a million years would I would yeah. think people would ever leave the yeah. Ohio State Michigan game early. When we were playing the, this face, the street value of those tickets, I mean, it'd be five, $600 yep. a ticket. No yep. one would leave. And now, it didn't matter yep. whether you are losing by 20. Yeah, yeah. And now that's happening every single time up there. Yeah. I no, mean. I know. It, it's bad. So from our standpoint, you asked the question. It, there are some Ohio State fans that are loving it, you know, want to keep on rubbing it in. We as players hate it because we want to play in as many big games as possible. Yes. We, want it, we want it to be number one versus number two. We want as much hype in that game as possible because it is the greatest rivalry in all sports, right? And Bob brings up Jim Harbaugh having him to a, to a certain level. I don't think Jim Harbaugh's done more than Brady Hoke did, right? He, he did it. Brady Hoke took them to the BCS game. They, they played Virginia Tech in, what, 2010 or 11 in the Sugar Bowl, right? Uh, it was 2011 in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah. Uh, listen, what has Jim Harbaugh done? He really he hasn't stays done every, He stays overnight at recruits' houses. He stays, right, and he, that, hey, he's, bad he at, at, he's bad at relating to players. He doesn't make them play hard. The Michigan brand that used to be Michigan, when I think of Michigan, I think of Charles Woodson and David Boston fighting each other, right? I think of Chris Perry and Anthony Thomas having great running backs. Right? What are they right now? They don't have a brand. They don't have an identity. The only thing they have is the Jordan brand, which hasn't even done anything for them, <laughs> right? So let's be honest here. And Jim Harbaugh needs to get his get his way out, right? He needs to go to the New York Jets. They need to bring in some new blood. I don't know who it is. There's not a big name that is probably out there, but they need to bring someone who's young that's going to bring the energy, that's going to bring the juice. Just like Tom Allen's doing in Indiana, they need someone to bring that back to Michigan because they are struggling up there. My pick, Rutgers, 10 and Woo! a half. Mi- 
Michigan, I'm sorry. They need somebody. I, I, they need somebody that can go recruit Ohio. They, they, they need, need somebody they need that someone. understands what we do. Hey, I've given so many excuses Coach. up here for Michigan when they played on Halloween night, saying there's no girls at University of Michigan, so they were gonna come out and win the game. Didn't happen, right? <laughs> I've given them every excuse in the book. Listen, they suck. They're not good. The DBs are terrible. They, I mean, they need, it is atrocious. They need somebody that can recruit the state of Michigan. Yeah, like, they before even you get to Ohio, they have yeah, to begin yeah. to save their own players because when you have Kerry Combs drive up there and just poach a dude right out of their backyard, yeah. I mean, that, that hurts. Player of the year, boom. That hurts. That's, be a because and that's what, you look at the last <laughs> two, Heisman trophy, the, the two Heisman Trophy winners Michigan had. You know what state they reside, resided from? Ohio. Ohio. Desmond Howard and Charles, Charles Woodson. Woodson. Cleveland and Fremont. Like, that's real. They used to come down here and pluck guys. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. And they don't have enough dudes to be able to get guys stolen. Exactly. You know what? Michigan might need to go the Deion Sanders route and bring in Charles Woodson as head coach. <laughs> right? You see Jackson oh, State awesome. saying, hey, Deion Sanders, guess what? University of Michigan, Charles Woodson has no head coach experience, but guess what? He's going to bring the juice, bring a name, and going to bring some energy, I, and he believes it, and he can bring it. So guess what? Go get him. Who cares? Matt Campbell and uh, Jeff Halfley kind of ring a bell and sound pretty good up there. I would say this. I'm going to go with Rutgers. I, I – Ten and a half, it doesn't matter. I don't know if they win the game or not. Don't really care. But I just think that defensively, one thing you got to learn as a coach, if what I'm doing is not setting my guys up for success, I need to change. And the way we've changed even at Ohio State where we yeah. played a ton of man coverage and now we're playing significantly more zone coverage, I have to be able to do that. Why? Because the game has changed to where you have a lot of quarterback running and I can't leave my guys on island with their back turned to the football and that's how you have explosive plays like we saw in 17 and 18. So we adapted, we changed, we played the strength of our personnel. That's why you saw Baron Browning go to the same linebacker and also come off the edge. It's why you saw Pete Warner go play the will linebacker because he's a guy that can run in space and cover a slot or cover a back out of the field. We, have, you, as coaches, you have to be able to adapt to your personnel, and they refuse. They refuse to adapt and are now giving up 425 yards a game. Ooh. That is bad that's, defense. That's a recipe so, I mean, for a disaster. And then you don't, and then you don't have a quarterback. And the one thing he couldn't do, being an offensive guru, right? Air quotes. He's never been able to develop a quarterback. Now, last week they brought a guy in. They actually scored a touchdown. Yay for them! <laughs> but can they do it? I think it's going to be a, a competitive game between these two. And that's funny to say that you're going to have a competitive game with Michigan and Rucker. I got Rucker to the ten and a half. Well, that's my biggest problem. Is that I don't understand what Michigan has done to get a double-digit spread on I the road. I have no clue. So just for that reason alone, I mean, I would prefer not to bet on either team, but I guess I'll take Greg Schiano and Rutgers because I, I think they'll still treat this the same way they did Ohio State with every trick play imaginable, imaginable goal on fourth down to try and send a message. All right, here's the one that matters. Yes, go. Indiana at Ohio State. Yep. East division on the line, top ten matchup, two undefeated teams. I can't believe all those things are true about this game. It's great. And then there's still a 20-and-a-half-point spread. I, I'm not saying... I'm taking Indiana, but I'm saying uh, the game will be closer than what it is. Okay. Sounds like you are saying you're taking Indiana. Well, but I'm, the I am yeah, taking, taking the points. The, I'm taking the points. You give it a score, you got to give a score. Ooh. Oh, yeah, okay. Golly. I'm going to go with um, – You could say 42 to 21. <laughs> that's, still, right. that's still Ohio State that's covers. That's, cover. that's yeah, Ohio State covers. 21. No, no it's 20, 20 and a half. Yeah, never mind. I'm going to go with – um, Bad math. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go with uh, 40 to 20 then. How about that? 
Okay. 40 to 20. 40 I like 20. that score. Yeah. So, so, he says so, closer so than the experts yeah. think yeah. by half of a point. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Not thinking I want to see that. your scoring profile that gets you to 40 <laughs> points. That's, that's yeah. a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Cardell in saying this. I think it will – I don't know if it will feel quite as close, but this Indiana team, they're not going to fold. Like no. these dudes no. believe too much. They're going to play to the final whistle. When you do that, you're going to probably – if you're up by three scores, like our goal is to not let them beat us, not to cover the spread, even though – Good teams win, great, great teams, teams cover. <laughs> I think this. I'm going to take Indy. I'm going to take the points on this, and I, I could see it. I think it'll probably be like a 35-20 game. Mm. Oh, 35-20. Wow, Bob. two picks in for the Hoosiers to cover. Um, that's not the Hoosiers. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to say that. I can't say that. No, it is. You're, you're picking the Hoosiers, but that's okay because I'm picking the Buckeyes. Right. I, I think this is the first week that the Bucks finally feel like they're in a corner a little bit, right? And we compare so much to, to boxing matches, right? When you talk about a heavyweight battle, top 10 matchup. I think every single week, the Buckeyes were in the other person's corner before the game even started. And I think this week is the first time where the Buckeyes actually go back to their corner to start the fight and actually feel like they're backed in there a little bit. And they got to come out, swing, and have a little bit of a game plan, right? And so I think this is the first week where that happens. They are motivated. They're going to have some juice. Every, all the naysayers out there are saying this team isn't what everyone makes them out to be. They're not as good as last year's team when everyone thought they were going to be better. This team is going to be ready to play. Ryan Day is going to have them ready to play. They are going to be interested, interested in the game, not just for 30 minutes, but for a full 16. You're going to see that. They're going to run the football better. Justin Fields. Him not playing last week and getting, you know, the Heisman talk being thrown out the door, he sees that. Ryan Day sees that. It, let's be honest, it's a recruiting tool. Ohio State knows that. Ryan Day's going to let Justin Fields just have a heyday out there. Buckeyes cover. I think it's going to be a score of probably, let's call it, 49 to 17. Okay, I, I was gonna, I'm going with the Buckeyes 52 to 20. Here's why. I think this is a statement game. The Buckeyes have not put an entire game together. They will not take their foot off the off the gas. If they are who we think they are, they will dominate this entire game because they have to make an impression upon everybody. I, I disagree with it about the Heisman race. I just think it's the fact of we haven't done it for four quarters, and even though they're the ninth-ranked team in the country, we are at a, on a completely different level. So we need to play like that. We need to show the entire country who we are because here's the other thing. We don't know what's going to happen next week, and you might only get four games. Yeah, you might only yeah. get five games. So every time you have an opportunity to go out there, right, every time I go out, you know I got a show out. Well, this is the Every time, time I go out, you know I bring that dough out. Yeah, that's Juicy J, everybody, <laughs> and that's a real-time, that's a big-time deal, right? So I, that's why I think the Buckeyes, this will be their best game of the year. They've had a, they've had a week and a half. Because they, they stopped, you know, on Wednesday, which is absolutely ridiculous. But they've had a week and a half to prepare for this game, to solidify their special teams, do your job. If they don't have the turnovers or the penalties, I think they will run away with this thing 52 to 20. All right, I've got uh, Ohio State winning 56 to 20. Uh, Penix, he's going to throw some balls up for grabs. I think that's where it gets away from them. Uh, Indiana turnovers, I think that Ohio State secondary will make some plays. And Sean Wade, you talked about him. Josh Proctor, I think he's also going to be a key factor uh, in this one for the Buckeyes, but I've got, I agree with what Schlegs saying there. This would be the best performance of them. They're healthy. They had a week off to prepare. You give them that extra shot. Yeah, Bob. Extra shot of juice. November is for contenders. So we've got an undefeated That's matchup. Real. All right, we're going to turn uh, these four Buckeyes loose. We've got Urban Meyer still to come for our last segment tonight. Appreciate Cardell, Bobby Carpenter, Zach Warren, and Anthony Schlegel. Appreciate for you guys, us. man. Let's go. Urban Meyer's Pie House. 
Bring the juice. <laughs> He's got the juice. One more segment to go as we wrap up here on a weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating Cooling Systems. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Henry Heating and Cooling. Find them at henryheating.com. All right, welcome back to the final segment's weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We're at This Guy's Pint House uh, out here in Dublin, uh, Urban Meyer. That's good to see you again. Hope you're feeling well. Um, it's a top 10 matchup. you got the big noon guys coming out. It's going to be a great Saturday for football. Can you believe that we're talking about undefeated Ohio State and undefeated Indiana? I do. Before we get going, I want to thank everybody for being here. And I know there's so much going on and people being told not to go anywhere. And, and so we thank you for being here. I want to thank Bobby Carpenter. I want to thank Cardell Jones, Anthony Schlegel, and Zach Bourne. And, you know, my dream, our dream, Chris Corso, is I want this to be the place where former players come, Buckeye fans come, and on a Thursday night before big games, <laughs> yeah. this is, you know, you'd like to have 5,000 people here. And I think down the road we will have Next that. Year. We will have as that long when as you we're don't, allowed to. As long as you don't kick us out of the restaurant. No, but I just, you know, <laughs> I just want form. You know, imagine Paris and JT and – Bosa's coming back here, and, and they will. They will. I want this to be, look at Cardell Jones hanging out and Braxton Miller. We want all those guys to come back. Why not? You know why? Yeah. You listen to the guys like Bobby Carpenter talk, Cardell Jones talk, Anthony Schlegel. It doesn't it make you proud to be a Buckeye? I love it. It's, this, is, uh, this is the highlight of the week, getting to come out yeah. here and talk with you all. So I want to tell everybody thanks for, you know, thanks for being here tonight. And uh, we're going to continue this. We're going to continue uh, once this COVID disappears, which it will. This will be the on Thursday night. Hold on. We'll get you outside there in the street. Yep. It'll be just like a, another a big Thursday night kickoff. And, Austin, thanks for what you and your team do. I appreciate that very much. Uh, couldn't do it without uh, you and these Buckeyes. So what are you looking for? Like, this is an interesting matchup. Yeah, it is. I think Indiana is really good. Uh, you know, Can they go toe-to-toe with Ohio State? No, they can't. But on defense, they don't really go toe-to-toe with you. They don't. They move. They're, they're on the move. They're they're. Their coach. Let me talk about their coach real fast because I, I really like this guy. I admire, I admire people. We're going to do this on Fox that, you know, in the coaching, the fictitious coaching mantle, it really doesn't exist. <laughs> but if one did exist, there's two rules. When you flip the page, number one is be real. That means be yourself. Ryan Day is himself. Tom Allen is himself. He's not trying to be someone else. And I watch him. I study him. Obviously, Coach Day I do, too, because of the invested interest, and in he's a great coach. And he's not trying to be me, not trying to be anybody else, and he shouldn't be. And Tom Allen is a coach that really has a small school background. And Kevin Wilson hired him as a defense coordinator. I saw instantaneous change in the defense. And I remember asking, who is this guy? And I did homework on him. Then he became the head coach, and we had some battles with him. And I met him a few times, and I just he's one of those guys you got to like. You know why? He, here's the two rules. Coach Emanuel, and we're going to do this on Big Noon kickoff. You turn to page number one, be real, be yourself. Number two, always put players ahead of self. There's certain programs in America that coaches put themselves in front of players. Right. And we know who those programs are. They're the ones that are sinking right now. And because at some point, players won't put up with that. Cardell Jones and Bobby Carpenter, and they knew Ohio State has always been a player's first program. Right. That doesn't succeed in Ohio. 
The great state of Ohio would not put up with a coach that puts himself in front of players. That would you imagine that for a minute? Ryan Day does not do that. Right. We did not do that. Jim Trussell did not do that. Cooper did not. Earl Bruce, Woody Hayes did not. I know the media tries to make you do that, but <laughs> we're not going to. How about this? In 17 years, we would never ha- allow a coach or a player to, or a coach to be on the media guy. I would never allow that. Or a coach to be on a poster. Or I would always tell our people, no way. Right. Who do we put on the cover? Captains, seniors. Players. Yep. When we go to the White House and hand a ball to the president, you think I'm doing that? No, the, Curtis Grant does that yep. because it's about the players. And I really admire why, why I say that Tom Allen, I really admire that guy. The guy's built a really good team, and I really like the way he coaches. It's just it's a difficult job. I mean, you're not going to be able to recruit at that level at Indiana. So I think the fact that they've got these wins over, over a Michigan, over Penn State, like that's significant for them. Maybe that helps them in some different battles. I don't know if it will get them to Ohio State's level on the recruiting trail. But certainly it's a big deal for But the them. one thing, Austin, Indiana has always had good players. Yeah. When Kevin Wilson is there, they had first-round draft picks at tailback. Right. They had good KBC. players. Now, defensively, they weren't very good. Now they're defensively, because of Tom Allen, they do a very good job. But the one, there are certain play, programs in the Big Ten that just can't get good players. Indiana, you look at their history, they've never been able to win those close games, but they've always had good players. Right. They, I, I got this question from a number of people this week because it always feels like Indiana. They, they give, they, they used to give you some hard, hard games. Remember that 2012 tough, tough, tough game, games. like the first time you played them, all the way down to the wire. What, what is it about preparing for this Indiana team, or maybe the challenge for your roster when, on paper, you guys know that you should win. You're, a, you're a big favorite. Like, what's the challenge to get ready for a team like this? Well, it's a different challenge. Kevin Wilson was there. Kevin Wilson, we all know, he's with the Buckeye now. Yep. And, and he's one of the best offensive minds in the country. So when you played Kevin Wilson's teams, you knew you had to be ready offensively because they were really good. Defensively, they weren't that good. Right. Um, and then now they're playing better on defense. They're still playing very good offense, got really good skill. Their, their skill is better than it's ever been the wide receivers. Not running back. Re- receivers are better because running backs, they've always had good rec- uh, running backs. Um, but top to bottom, this will be the best Indiana team I've watched. Top to bottom. But remember, Indiana's had – in the last seven, eight years, they've had a couple overtimes against a team up north. Mm-hmm. They've had some really close games against us. So there's always been good quality players there. All right, before we get out of here this week and before I let you go, Urban, we got the buyer's auto question of the question for coach this week. And it, it's another one that ties back to the quarterback. I know that that's, that's where programs are driven. You got to have that guy calling the signals. And for Justin Fields now, he's got a couple weeks where he's become the Heisman Trophy favorite. You've coached a number of these guys who've dealt with this, and I've asked you about this. Uh, before, when you were dealing with Braxton or JT, and you, you had Alex Smith and Tebow, had some winners. What? How do you manage the hype with a quarterback when they're in the middle of it? What's the secret to keeping them focused and not worrying about that that trophy that that guys really want? Well, the, whether it's a team or individual, the only thing I've ever known is I get extra hard on that person. <laughs> so when a team has the best win we've had, you usually come out on a Tuesday and I'm a raving lunatic because I want them to focus. Same thing with a player that starts the Heisman hype. And, the, and I would almost coach myself to say, get really hard on this kid because I want him to think, man, what's this guy's problem? Right. You know, because <laughs> I want them to refocus and not, you know, believe all the clippings and all that. So I think, you know, Ryan Day's a really good coach. Uh, Justin Fields is one of the best players. His, his accuracy is beyond belief right now. And, uh, but that's so far away. Go, go beat Indiana, play really good. Continue. Corey Dennis and Ryan Day have developed this kid into being – 
arguably the, maybe the best quarterback in America. And there's four good ones right now. Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, obviously Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, and Justin Fields. It's hard to say right now Kyle Trask isn't the best quarterback. Kyle Trask has played much better comp- competition, competition than we – we have not played anybody. And it's hard to say because Penn State was on the schedule, but <laughs> Nebraska is not a great team yet. Uh, Rutgers is not a good team yet. Uh, Penn State, you watch them on film, they're not a good team right now, and that's unbelievable to say that because you know the respect we have for Absolutely, Penn State. Yep. But you watch videotape when Maryland was running through them like, like it was wasn't, on air. Yeah, wasn't pretty. So we have not faced a good team yet. So this is the one. You this want to prove one. it against that? Has that? Did that get harder as social media became a thing? Like when Alex Smith was going through it, might have been a there little was easier no to social media back then. <laughs> that was back at the dinosaur era. Even TiVo didn't have to deal with that, right? I mean, no. All right. Well, that's Urban Meyer. He needs no introduction, or you can give him a standing ovation, though. Of course, he's the he's seven and zero head coach of the Buckeyes. He'll be uh, on the sideline on Saturday with Big Noon kickoff. Ohio State, Indiana, it's a top-ten showdown. We appreciate Urban Meyer as always. How about all these nice people here tonight? Thank you very much. There you go. It's been a great time. We're going to be back here next week, even with Thanksgiving. This has been Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Thank you. We'll see you next week.